Well, hello everyone, and welcome to uh, another message uh, for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. Uh, this is for Sunday, November the 7th, 2021. My name is Melvin Gaines. Thanks for being here today. I pray that uh, whoever hears this message, whoever is listening, really gets a sense of the Spirit speaking to uh, you and, and making sure that you understand the importance of recognizing uh, Jesus Christ in the midst of your life in all totality. I think that's the best way to put it. Um, so with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and get started with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time that you've set aside for us to sit quietly and now hear you speak to us through the power of the Spirit, not through my words, but through your words and your words alone. Lord, you're to be glorified in what's being said. We just thank you again for your loving presence, and we thank you for being the Lord that promises to be with us for all eternity when we recognize who you are and recognize and acknowledge that you are indeed Lord and Savior of our lives. We thank you for that teaching. We thank you for that truth as well, too. And we give you all the praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. One thing I want to do here is give emphasis for this particular message to the importance of appropriate decision-making and avoiding procrastination in key areas uh, or key issues of your life. Um, this was inspired by recognizing today's present way of life and the necessity to overcome uh, anxiety, depression, and hopelessness. Uh, even if none of these things affects you, and you need to be sure about this, it is prudent for anyone who wants to be ready to live in times like this to be deliberate and purposeful in their efforts to represent Jesus Christ. So what about today's way of life? Uh, perhaps you remember, uh, not that long ago, all of the social media posts and memes on New Year's Eve 2019 and New Year's Day 2020, about 2020 being the year of clear vision. Well, knowing what we know now, we indeed have a very clear vision of the dramatic change of life and how it has impacted us. My wife and I were returning from vacation on March 11th, 2020, and it was less than a week later that we found ourselves working from home. The fear of the previously little-known COVID-19 virus shut everything down. It was inconceivable that we would experience such a dramatic and unprecedented change, but it impacted virtually every aspect of our public life, and it has impacted millions around the world. What was supposed to be a temporary change has remained in place now for more than a year, but at a tremendous personal cost for us. The greatest impact has been on our emotional health and especially our spiritual health. We were all faced with very important decisions to help us deal with these matters. And the, there are additional significant decisions looming. If you're looking for a return to normal, I humbly suggest that you focus on how God wants you to remain relevant and purposeful in today's fast-paced world and into the future. Life happens fast. Now, 
Let's keep up the pace. Keep up the pace of life in the strength of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. Make your significant life decisions with prayerful consideration. What are, what are these significant life decisions? Well, let's define the word significant for clarity. Significant refers to having or likely to have a major effect. Or simply, it's important. Our significant life decisions are hardly trivial ones. They can mean a great deal to us and have a tremendous impact that can change the course of our life and can even impact the lives of others around us. Now, significant life decisions may not be what you think. The obvious decisions include major purchases such as a house or a car, but please consider that decision-making over matters such as a career change, a marriage, and areas of service for Jesus Christ don't involve spending a dime, yet they remain significant. For those of you in your second career as a senior citizen, you may have a number of significant decisions in front of you, including where you want to retire, whether or not to downsize, move closer to family, and on and on. I've learned that as I get older, my days seem to get even busier. A lot of planning and preparation often takes place as we get older. But we are reminded that without God's grace and mercy, we would not even be here where we are right now. As long as we have breath, we are to move along with his guidance as we praise him with our lips. He is worthy of our praise. Amen. I'm prayerful that you take this time and this moment now to sit back and relax and expand your thinking as you ponder God's direction for you in many different areas of your life. Significant decision-making requires substantial prayer. Prayer. It is how you are to keep up with life's hectic pace. Even when life is moving fast, you can put on the brakes wherever you are, slow down, and find a quiet place, take a deep breath, and pray for godly wisdom in all of your decision-making. If you are not doing this, or if you're using the excuse that life is just too busy or things are just moving too quickly, I strongly recommend that you make this time for yourself. There's a big difference between praying on the fly and praying in a place of quiet and solitude. A real quick note here. Praying daily in a quiet place without distractions can only help you build in your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Your meditation of his word and the Holy Spirit will see to it. If you put in the effort, the Holy Spirit will see to it. The more that you challenge Jesus in this area, the more growth you will see. He will never deny you or disregard your efforts to seek after him. Never. 
got nothing to lose. The Bible has answers that address our significant decision-making, our anxious moments, and our moments when we face uncertainty in the present and the future. Let's take a brief survey of what God says about all of this. Here's a very familiar passage for you. Please go to Philippians chapter 4. Let's look at verses 6 and 7. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Now, I'll be reading from the Christian Standard Bible Version. Verse 6, don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present all your present your request to God. Verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Of course, you're very familiar with Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways know him and he will make your path straight. Now these are the verses we have heard time and again. Time and again. And they give us a glimpse of how God can guide us in our important decisions. But now we need to go further as we look at what we can do to get through these difficult times and elevate our efforts to triumph in our faith in Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus Christ reminds us that we have the victory, and sometimes it's just as simple as us just making the effort to live in that manner and recognize that we have the victory. Our previous message of making a pact with Jesus Christ, pray, ask, consult, and trust, started with the act of prayer. It all starts with prayer. Notice how the other items mentioned here require prayer as you seek godly wisdom in what you wish to do. We're praying over everything. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. To keep up the pace in life, your prayer time is valuable time. Without getting into another subject about prayer that would require another sermon altogether, you're going to see how your ongoing development of your prayer life beyond what I refer to as the elementary or simplistic level will be very important in your personal growth and development as you learn more about Jesus Christ. Ask God to open your heart and mind to grow in ways of prayerful expression and allow the Spirit to put a new perspective into you. I'm mentioning all of this just to be clear here. I don't make any assumptions as to the strength or lack of strength of one's prayer life. But I'm making these general comments because I want to make sure that you understand that a successful walk with Jesus involves making strides in your prayer life. It's your number one way of communicating to him. And that's very important for you. Take a look real quick, please, at Ezekiel chapter 36. And we're going to look at verses 25 through 27. And this is going back to the comment about allowing the Spirit to put a new perspective into you, give you a new perspective, give you something fresh, give you something perhaps that 
maybe you're feeling a little stale about this whole thing that's going on right now uh, with the pandemic and all the, the difficulties that have come from that. Well, let's see about now turning your life to a place where you're looking at what the Holy Spirit can do to wash you anew, give you something fresh. Ezekiel 36, verses 25 through 27. This is the New Living Translation, verse 25. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away, and you will no longer worship idols. Verse 26. And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. Now, you'll notice in this passage, there are other versions of this will actually use the heart of stone and a heart of flesh. And it does reference the stony heart here in this passage. And you'll notice that the response is, a tender, responsive heart. Now, this verse makes it very clear that we're referring to what a heart of flesh represents. Believers get caught up with the word flesh and its negative connotation, but here God is referring to a heart of tenderness, a heart of sensitivity, a heart of responsiveness to God's wisdom and instruction. That's what he's talking about here. And we shouldn't take this for granted because there's a lot of people who have very hardened hearts right now. Things aren't going the way they would like them to go. Things are very, very difficult, complex right now. Our way of understanding things, you see things that are going on and, you, and sometimes you just look up and you just can't believe it's happening. But we recognize that God gives us this heart that he wants us to have where we are open to him speaking to us and working with us through these difficult times. So we've already determined that prayer must be a dominant force in significant decision-making. We are to pray early and often, and we see that, of course, in 1 Thessalonians 5.17. But as we remain prayerful, we are to reflect on God's goodness throughout our deliberation efforts. His goodness. It provides confidence that you and Jesus within the relationship are partners in faith to make the best decisions for you, for your family, and for others. You know, this covers all aspects of life. Personal life, professional life, home life, work life. It covers all of that. Take a look at Psalm 69, verse 16. Psalm 69, verse 16. Jesus is our partner in faith. We believe in him, we trust in him, and as we honor him, he honors us. It's always important to remember. Verse 16, Psalm 69. Answer me, O Lord, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, turn to me. Psalm 145, verse 5, in the New Living Translation, says, I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. And in the same book, go ahead and turn to Psalm 145, 9. 
Psalm 145, verse 9. Psalm 145, 9. This is the New King James Version. I just like the way this is represented here. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. When God does things, when God shows us things, he doesn't just show us for the sake of going through the motions. He puts his tender mercies all over them. He puts his finger on all of them. You keep up the pace in the world by keeping up with Jesus and reflecting in his presence. Now, before making that significant decision, a final decision, you should be doing the following. And this is going to more detail about the type of prayer that you should be involved in. Number one, pray for godly wisdom. Pray for godly wisdom. You would think that that would be a, a natural thing to do as a believer, right? Well, I'm going to challenge you that praying for godly wisdom is really important because when sometimes we leave decisions up to ourselves, sometimes the godliness goes out and the fleshliness comes in. So praying for godly wisdom is a requirement before we even get to the steps two and three, which we'll be covering. Pray for godly wisdom. That's what you want here. Uh, go to James chapter 1, verse 5, please. James 1 verse 5 praying for godly wisdom James 1 5 in the English Standard Version says if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask a God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him gives generously to all without reproach without criticism if you're asking for wisdom God's going to give it to you Flip over to James chapter 3, verse 17. James 3, 17. What type of wisdom are we talking about here? But the wisdom from above is pu first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Our greatest struggle in decision-making is putting aside our own will, your own will. When you make decisions, is it your will or is it the will of the Father that's involved? Is it your will? Is it your own desires? Yielding to the wisdom from above is a very important attribute. We receive nothing but truth from God who already has the foreknowledge of the impact of our decision-making. He already knows what's going to happen. We can reason with him, but at the end of the day, he guides you into truth and helps us to be successful in our decisions of significance. Point number two, pray for godly discernment. Godly discernment. Discernment is very important. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 in the English Standard Version says, But test everything, hold fast 
what is good. Now turn please to 1 John 4, 1. I want to mention this thing about discernment because we have to recognize that because we're in a fallen world and because we uh, are subject to fleshly desires, we need to recognize that we have an enemy that wants to appeal to those fleshly desires and it can hamper our prayer life as we are making important decisions. And sometimes you'll find yourself going back and forth, back and forth, looking at one thing, looking at another thing, going back to the other thing. Sometimes it's a wrestling match. And that's why we need to make sure that our discernment is godly discernment, that we are truly weighing in on what is best for us based upon the discernment that God gives us. 1 John 4, 1, English Standard Version says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Colossians 2, 8 is another passage to look at. Go to Colossians 2, verse 8. Colossians 2, 8 in the English Standard Version says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. And that's what happens sometimes. All the different things that we are involved in, sometimes it has to do with traditional matters. Is it still going to be the best decision for you, even if it's a, it, traditionally a good thing? You have to weigh that, and God, praying for God to give you discernment in these issues will help you to make that decision. God helps you to be an independent thinker. That's pretty important. That's necessary in discernment as well, too. Being an independent thinker. Uh, he'll, he'll help you to see things from his perspective rather than from your perspective. And he always reminds us, um, because of who he is, his ways are not our ways. And that's important for us to recognize here, too. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Ultimately, that's what discernment comes down to discernment that you're doing the will of God in every decision you make, especially those significant ones. On the ocean near the shoreline, the only way to see your way through the fog is to not only use your lights, but also be guided by the light at the top of the lighthouse. It is that primary source of light that provides perspective and guidance for the ship operator. This is how we are to receive discernment in our decision-making. Don't just trust your own way of seeing things. Trust in Jesus and anchor yourself in discernment as he shows you what is good and also that which is not beneficial. He'll show you. That should be your prayer. Number three, pray with specificity. Pray with specificity. This is a matter of faith, growth, and confidence in how Jesus responds to your prayer with wonderful and amazing specifics. 
of details. If you're a person who is skeptical as to how God answers prayer, you really should get a journal and start writing down your prayer requests. This will move you to a place where you can see how God answers prayer. It may not be the next day, but it may be over time that you'll actually see those answers. And not and more than just the general prayers. I think we get caught up sometimes in making very general prayers. We pray for peace in the world, or we pray for healing. But we don't get specific about what healing we're talking about. I want you to think more about praying more than just those general prayers. God will answer your specific prayers and guide your significant decision-making with the best available wisdom and knowledge. Pray with specificity. Take a look at Jeremiah chapter 33, and we're going to look at verse 3. Jeremiah 33, 3. And I want to give you these verses to give you perspective as to how praying with specificity, being specific in our prayers, is a challenge, honestly, for us, but it's also a challenge that you can give directly to Jesus. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. I hope you can see where this is going. Sometimes we pray for things and we don't know what the result's going to be, but he can show us and he will show us these hidden things that would never have occurred to you. Just to give you perspective. Mark eleven twenty four, English Standard Version says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Now, that's any prayer, but if you pray specifically for something and make a note of it, watch how God answers that prayer. Now, what does he call us to do in the interim, though? Be faithful to him. Be focused on obedience to him. Be focused on his word. But put the challenge before him. If it's in his will, he won't deny it for you. 1 John 5.14, English Standard Version says, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Anything according to his will, he hears us. We can't see verses like this too often, especially when we are struggling with our faith. We're struggling with issues of faith. These are excellent reminders for us to challenge Jesus when it comes to prayer. If you give God general prayers, you're going to get general answers. I mean, he may surprise you with something you didn't expect, but maybe that's to challenge your faith a little bit more to step out further in your faith. As you can see, the most important things that you can do is take the time in a very deliberate manner, to pray. Pray for wisdom. Pray for discernment. Pray with specificity. 
as believers, we sometimes get too caught up in the general prayer category. If you've been around as long as I have, you will find that God wants us to challenge him with these prayers that get right to the heart of the matter. He welcomes your participation as you communicate with him while learning more about his goodness. This is an area of practice. In other words, this is something that I'll give you some homework. It's a test for you. It's an area of practice. It's going to help you stretch your faith. And some of us need a challenge to stretch our faith, don't we? Stretch your faith. Stay positive and stay focused on Jesus Christ. Stay in the word and stay in prayer. He will give you exactly what you need, especially in your significant decision-making. My prayer for you is that you keep up with life's pace with the best companion you can ever have, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your teaching about prayer and how you challenge us to go beyond the norm, to go beyond where we sometimes are sitting. You know, perhaps it's out of complacency, perhaps it's out of, maybe it's out of boredom, maybe it's out of just things are not happening the way we want them to happen. And yet, Lord, you challenge us to go beyond just the norm. You challenge us to come directly to you. Stretch our faith and pray. Pray as we make decisions that are very important to us. Lord, we know that you are in the midst of all things, and it's really our responsibility to include you in all those things as we go forward. Especially today when there's so much uncertainty. When things are moving so quickly, we don't have time to really stop or slow down or try to figure it out. Lord, help us in those moments. Strengthen us, encourage us. Help us to turn to you in this moment and in all moments where we need your guidance and wisdom, where we need your discernment, where we need you to help us to know how to pray with even more specifics. I thank you for your teaching. I thank you for your very presence right now. Lord, we just thank you for where more than two are gathered, no matter where we are, you are present. I pray, Lord, that you'll bless us and keep us now. Help us in this area of prayer. Help us to grow in this area more than we've ever grown before. We thank you for the good results. We thank you for the reminders of your goodness. We ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for being here today. I pray that you get something out of this when it comes to really challenging your faith now, challenging where you are in your prayer life. A lot of things have happened. A lot of things have happened that have been very difficult for some of us. It's time to turn back to Jesus Christ and help us along moment by moment, day after day. He is worthy of our time. He is worthy of our praise. And we're very thankful to have him in our lives. I pray.
pray that if you do not have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, it's time for you to consider where life would be, where your life would be without him. Thanks for being here today. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time.